What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back. Uh, uh, two two episodes. Um, pretty kind of close together there. Um, joining me as always, Chase. Hello. Uh, and we are going to be continuing our um, list of genre-defining films as we figure out our most favorite of all time. Uh, last time we did uh, animation. Animation. Um, can you remember what your first one was? Oh, Transformers the movie. <laughs> In my ways into the Spider Verse, um, which eighty six Transformers. Which I, 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 I'm wondering where or how you cheat that into like your like top twenty or something or whatever. Because it's, it's not. It can't be. Well, no, oh, I have it number one on this list. No, it's good. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it, number one on all on my list. Because I'm assuming. Okay, so it's animation. Yes. It'll be in probably in your top five kids movies of all time. Yes, um, I mean, and then and then you're gonna sneak it onto like science fiction or, or something. Maybe war, war. Okay, I'm yeah. Some war, war action, a lot of action, war. maybe. Action, of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. It won't be like as maybe musical. Though. You were like, well, kind I mean, of. Hey, I mean, okay, that, great soundtrack. that soundtrack is. It's a banger. <laughs> okay, I, I <laughs> like to it all the time. I'm serious. It's gonna have like 120 <laughs> points somehow. Like, how the fuck did this happen, uh, guys? Uh, so today we're going to be doing um, our favorite thrillers of all time. It's gonna be very thrilling today. So you might be thinking there is. Um, there, there will be some overlap with films that have mystery, probably. Well, like thriller is thriller to almost me is, like a subgenre. It is. Yeah, it's like it's I mean, like most movies. Like you can have a comic book movie that's a thriller, and you can have yeah. a horror movie that's a thriller. Like it's not a defining like movie. There's some that are just in a way thrillers, but it's very. I just, I mean, I mean, for instance, sub. like you know, like I'm gonna have Clue on. On my mystery list, but in no way is that a thriller. Even though it's got it's got killing and stuff. I mean, I, I know it's point, listed as a thriller. But what's funny? But but to me, I'm saying it's, it is a thriller. It's like well, it, it's, it didn't make my top twenty five all time thrillers. Okay, okay. it's right there at like hundred six. It, it was close. <laughs> but like you know, to me, like that one's a comedy. Yeah, it is. It's a comedy. It's, first. it's very silly. But 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 it's also like a really good mystery. It film, is a very I think. good mystery. So so for, it's so, thrilling. I mean, like you have. a thrilling parts of it where you like a mystery is kind of thrilling but in like, a way because you, you you're like sure you're, you're very anticipating i'm saying, I'm saying a, a lot of mysteries can be thrillers but yes. not every thriller is a mystery you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like you know there's there's a lot of films on my list that like there is some some mysteries in there yeah. but for the most part they're just like super visceral intense your, your heart is always pounding you're always in fear of what's going to happen to like the characters and stuff or whatever you know just like very uh, intense film, okay. I, I guess is, is what is what I would think. Um, and like, and I watched. I was telling you earlier, I watched uh, the Maltese Falcon because, like, you know, people were like, "Oh, it's it's classic Hunter Bogart." So, you know, he plays Sam Spade, and I was like, "So okay, you know, so, so before this, maybe it'll make my list." Like, you know, because it's like this criminal noir, you know, older film, black and white. And I watched it, and I was like, "Dude, Sam Spade sucks, dude." <laughs> I feel like you should have like The Price Is Right. <laughs> uh, well, I've got a. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's kind of because, like, I, maybe it's just like a time thing. You know, it's like yeah. a seventy-year-old movie. Um, and, and when it came out, it, you know, like his social quirks and his talking and the way he acted to people, maybe that stuff was you know really acceptable. Um, and to me now, uh, it's it's not like like Sam Spade's a piece of shit. Like you know, he. <laughs> uh, so, so this is like I've a, never seen it. Th- guys, this is gonna be like a, my. My quick review of this classic film that people love. Um, we open up with Sam Spade um, being kind of like short. He's really 
sexually aggressive towards like a, a, a potential client. He's like, I mean, that's just how it was. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, and then he like he he has his partner. Um, who's married, and he immediately t- starts talking about wanting to also have sex with, with, with this potential client. Uh, he ends up getting murdered on this first case. Sam Spade gets a call in the middle of the night, and he doesn't care about his partner dying. He's like, oh, well, well <laughs> let him some breaks, baby. You know, and so like, and, and he shows up, and, and the cops are like, you know, oh, did you want to go down? He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to. I, I, I don't really want to, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> private detect anything. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And then you find out that he's been banging dude's wife for a while now, uh, and, and, and he just like this disgusting he's just he's awful he's just a, a, it's like he's like a character I'm always sunny yeah, yeah yeah like like he, like if you took out frank frank reynolds and put him in that space it would be the it, same movie same show, exact, exact same same show. Movie. <laughs> like just to like further show how much of, a, of an awesome awful person he is like his partner dies in the same day he calls to have all the signs on his buildings redone he's just like okay let's go and get his name off the building he's fucking dead so like you know, it's just Samuel Spade now so I don't know so I mean I, I, I can see how you know maybe back then he was like super cool and stuff you know and I, I haven't watched Casablanca so I haven't finished my drama list because I'm, I'm, I'm like okay like maybe that'll go on there but it's another Humphrey Bogart um, so that one's like really classic so I'm gonna watch that and I'm gonna watch Lawrence of Arabia, and I'm gonna watch Citizen Kane before I finish up those those films. Lawrence of Arabia scares me; it's like four hours long. I'm like, God damn, damn, <laughs> so long. So, but you know, I'm off for like another uh, two weeks or so. So I figured, like, I'll knock those out. Um, I actually just watched Young Frankenstein for, for the first time ever, uh, and that went on my comedy list. So you know, I mean, like, I I, I like older films, but that I, that's what I was telling you is that like I, I grew up in that. I, I grew up in that March Brothers, Mel Brooks, uh, Monty Python group. You know that that type of comedy. I love that type of comedy. I, I love that them using weird wordplay and really strange, you know, physical gimmicks and stuff or whatever. You know, oh, yeah, like Monty Python was like, "We are the knights," and like I used to. <laughs> I work like uh, I work at Joe's Crab Shack, and like we do birthdays, and we like have to sing happy birthday to people and stuff. And one of the things we do is like we make them do something. And one of the things I did that wasn't like <laughs> on our uh, like list of stuff we can do, but okay. I was like I'm going to make them do it. Is if it was two birthdays, we had like a stick up with a horse like on it. It's like a kid's toy, and I'd make one of them ride that, and then uh, the yeah. other person, <laughs> coconut we had a coconut bra, and I would make them do the noises oh, of funny. Yeah. behind them as everyone's saying what's, happy what's birthday. What's great about that is they they literally did it because they, they couldn't afford horses, <laughs> and then that's just it, it becomes a really great gag in the film. Oh, it's great! It's yeah. and then, and then like there's a whole bit about like where'd you get coconuts in this and, and, this, and, and there's this whole thing about like swallows and birds. And I just I just love all that, and so I, I grew up with that and Three Stooges, Little Rascals, and stuff or whatever. So like I love that that type of of humor um and, and patty was just shocked that I, w- I was laughing so fucking hard at everything i, I, th- I thought it was, i mean like the the whole ending you know we talked about this of of him trying to show everybody you know how how, how far along he, he just bought his monster and how he can walk a little bit and he goes but you haven't seen anything yet and, and, and it goes dark and comes back on he's wearing a suit and they start doing fucking putting on the ritz or whatever and it's just uh it's, oh, it's just gold it's great really yeah good. definitely uh but as we alluded to um we're doing our favorite thrillers um and so did, did you want to do like like the same 25, 25, yeah. 25. Okay. Um, I think you started last time, so I'll start this okay. time. Uh, coming in number 25. 25. And we'll also try to maybe not be as long. Yeah. As- 
<laughs> we won't talk as much. You know, about I, I each think movie. we were just kind of excited. You know, it, it, yeah. like you know, it, we hadn't done it. In a while. <laughs> we hadn't done so it. You got to get your money's worth. Yeah. You know. Uh, so my number twenty-five. Oh, also, I'm so sorry, guys. Before we start, um, I want to have a running tally of I'm saying over under ten on the number of Christopher Nolan and David Fincher films combined, and it can be the same movie. I just want to see how many that we collectively have put on our list. I'm, okay. sa- I'm saying over under 10. Would you put it under or, or over that? I'm going to say under. Under 10? I'm going to say under 10. I'm saying it's like r- maybe 11 or 12. I, I, I think it's like it's I close. think there's actually another director that will have more than maybe Christopher Nolan. Ooh, but that's just I, I like that side bet. Okay. Coming under 25. Uh, I say that because it, it, it's a Nolan film. Yeah. Uh, 2010's Inception. Um, we actually, our first ever podcast was on the 20, uh, was on the 10 year anniversary of Inception. Um, and we, we kind of broke down what we thought about it and all the, all the subtext and everything. Um, this is just an awesome movie it, and it's super intense. I, I love this. Like, I, I love when they do films that have technology that hasn't, you know, it's still in our world. But there's something revolutionary um, that hasn't really changed how the world looks, you know? So, like, you know, for instance, you know, you watch, like, you know, <laughs> Minority Report, and the whole fucking world is different and stuff or whatever. But I, I love in this where it's you're in the same world, but there's this crazy fucking dream technology still. So, it just, it, it, it's like the iPhone, you know, you know, it came out. And, and the world's still kind of the same as it was, like, in the 90s. But there's this incredible piece of, like, new technology or whatever. Um, but the film, of course, is about... There's this crew of kind of like thieves, and um, they, they get this job uh, to inceptionize or in, incept uh, this person to to put an idea into a person um, that will change the trajectory of how he will run this company. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, um, of course, uh, got into some previous trouble. He was on the run. He can't go back to America. So he he's kind of promised to be able to go back home to his kids. Um, and so we're not going to get into um, all the is he asleep is he not asleep and blah 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 stuff i just i I think this movie was great it uh it i didn't i forgot how much it made it made a ton i mean 836 million uh worldwide it of course has all of uh, nolan's normal people has like fucking ken watanabe cillian murphy uh joseph gordon levitt michael kane leonardo dicaprio um it it was nominated for eight um oscars and and won four uh, and I just there's so many visual treats that are just um, I mean yeah, amazing. Dr. Strange just said hey we're gonna copy yeah, that <laughs> I, I like the the entire practical fight scene of just Gordon Levitt in the hotel and, and they're on the roof and it's rotating and stuff oh man just so that was cool. really cool um, and I just love there's just all these little like nuances like like the in in fight scene is um, it, it's a James Bond film it's like a, oh yeah totally it's a, a view to a kill. It's, it's the, the opening. One? I think it's like the opening to a view to a kill. It's all snowy and stuff. I thought like it was that. It did Majesty's Service. It could have been like they might have done it before. But, but, twice but, but it's before, done but. because Tom Hardy brings his character brings it up that yeah. he, he's, a, he, he's a huge Bond person. And so yeah. we, we, when they go inside of his brain, his world is set up like that, you know. So like, yeah. it's just like little like you know cool like you know fun stuff like that. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's it's classic. I, I think it's it was overhyped by by film nerds for a long time, and now it's kind of come back down to earth. But. Um, like, I mean, I, it literally was like probably like 26, 27 on my yeah. list. It's not on my list. I just, it's I actually, not on your list. It's not even on my list. Oh, wow. Uh, I will say, uh, I mean, there's some movies y'all will be like, hey, that Inception's better. But I just, 
I feel like sometimes Troy is like, I didn't get Inception. <laughs> I didn't get Inception. There's so many layers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your number 25? Uh, X, I'm going to murder this. X, Did, uh, Deus Machina. Ex Machina. Yes, Machina. Which um, I, I love. Uh, it's, good, good, you know, good yeah, going to talk about I mean, it. it's just, uh, I saw this, it had already been out. I didn't see it in theaters and stuff. And I loved it. I think it's just a great story. It's simple. There's only like three characters in the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, you just don't know. It's got that thrilling thing. You just don't know what's going on. He gets uh, invited, this programmer, to this like super rich guy's Mm -hmm. house and stuff like that. And then he's one of like Oscar Isaac's first like. That's I mean, that's like like the first movie I was like. It was like right before, it was before he did Star Star Wars. Wars, yeah. So when they were like, he's going to be in Star Wars. I was like, awesome. And then he was Apocalypse, and I was like, no. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just a movie I really enjoy. I've only seen it like twice. That's why it's probably so kind of, it's like 25. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it. But like, there's actually. Who directed that? A, uh, director, uh, I'm going to murder his name too. Uh, Alex Garland. I feel like he's done, he's done something else that uh, I also liked, but I can't remember. Um, yeah, no, I, I watched this. Um, I also didn't go to theaters. I saw it like a year later on like one of the streaming services, or or I rented it at Redbox. I forget which one it was, but um, I, it's not on my thriller list. Um, it will be on my science fiction list. Yeah, uh, I, I, it's there's so much. Uh, Script wise, there acting wise, even though as you said, there's only like three characters. Um, I uh, there's amazing effects in the film yeah. in terms of like how how all of them look, all the the, the like AI robots. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, and um, I love how she comes to consciousness basically, and then figures out how she can play them against each other and how yeah. she she can like escape. It's just uh, it's so good, and you know, so it, it's just this constant like you know. Uh, you know, he thinks he's doing like the right thing, and he's also kind of like you know, using her and stuff. You know, whatever. It's great. Um, I will say, there's a couple movies. It'll probably be on your list, and they will not be on mine. And it's I've seen them, but I probably hadn't seen them in 20 years. And I remember liking them, but it's just been so long that yeah. like I couldn't figure out where to put it on the list. And these other movies, I just remember more. Yeah. So you'll be shocked. You'll be like, you don't have that on your list. <laughs> How's uh is um Alex Garland done like anything else? Uh, he's written a bunch of stuff. Okay. Uh, like I, I thought that he done something. He wrote else. like twenty eight uh, weeks later and okay. stuff like that. Uh, I didn't see all the stuff. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, that, I, I feel like there's so many good movies that every time that like I finish my my twenty five, I'm like, oh man, like you know, there's like five more that I'm like I should add these on there. I mean, there's gonna be some that I just didn't even think of. Yeah. So I mean, uh, what's your your number twenty four? Uh, my number 24 is uh, Daniel Boyle's 2000 movie, The Beach. Okay. I'm a big, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. It's just all, <laughs> dude's awesome. But uh, that was one of like his first movies. And that was another movie like I didn't see in theaters. And I saw it and like, I've seen it a number of times. I don't know what it is about the movie, but for some reason, like, I could watch it anytime. I think, like, are you like a big fan of Lord of the Flies? Also, you're just like, I just love chaos. I, I mean, yeah, I just like, I don't know. I, I like, I mean, I'm a, I like villains and stuff, and I like yeah. when things go wrong. I think it's funny because you're you're such a, a fan of like structure and not like going like loosey goosey or whatever. And and this idea of these people just going to a beach to just live out and create their own their own like you know community yeah. and, and they find weed. But see, you're what I like about oh, it is it, it all great. falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's you fool! You fool! You, you should have structure. You, you stupid hippies! 
But I don't know. It's great. Like you know, they're like, oh, like it's a drug island, and yeah. they're like, hey, y'all can have that side. We'll have this side. And Leonardo starts going crazy <laughs> and stuff. And it, he, it, the acting's so good. I think who's, uh, who's the uh, lead actress in that? It's uh, Twinton, whatever the, the girl's. Uh, the Ancient One and Doctor Strange. Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton, that's it. Really? I did not know that. For some reason, I was thinking it was like Connolly or something. I don't know why. Uh, she's like the head of the island. Kind oh, of stuff okay, like that. okay. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah and like, I remember that there being like a shark attack and stuff, and yeah. then like Leonardo DiCaprio goes out there and kills it, and he tells he the story. He starts going crazy. And like, they do, like, he goes so crazy. He's like in a video game, and he's like moving <laughs> like Mario, just doing, doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I, so weird, but it's very it's I haven't very good. seen it in, in like a while. Yeah. Um, my number 24 is more of a classic. I think if anybody's listening, they're thinking like, this one has to be on the list. Um, and I watched this one a year ago, and that is North by Northwest, mm-hmm. uh, 1959, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Cary Grant uh, and Eva Marie Saint. Um, it was uh, now a protected film. It's considered maybe Hitchcock's uh, best film ever. Uh, and there's other on my list that that that, that people that you think go, is better. Well, I, that that it's people better go back that's higher on your list. <laughs> um, it received three nominations. It did not win anything um, somehow, uh, but. Um, a lot of people think of this as being like this amazing thriller. It's about uh, Cary Grant's character. Basically, there's this mistaken identity in a hotel, and he gets caught up in this huge um, nationwide conspiracy about like microfilm and stuff or whatever. And so, it, and it ends with this really thrilling fight scene on top of of uh, Mount Rushmore and stuff or whatever. And of course, it has the classic plane scene of him in the field. And, you know, it's it, it's it's great. Uh, it, I feel like if I had seen it when I was younger, I would, it, I would be higher on my list. But seeing it, you know, I'm such, you know, it's, it's you know, it's so old. It's just, yeah. it just it's hard to beat, you know, other films that, that have that have now come along, that, that have used all those techniques and story ideas and gone gone farther with them and everything. But, you know, still very good. It's number 24 on my list. What's your number 23? What's your 24? Oh, uh, it was like, it, the, the beach. beach. I'm sorry. Uh, my 23. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is almost like you're the the beach. This okay. is like what is it? it? It's just like why is this on your list? And folks are really like, what is my this? next one's like that? Too. Uh, and that is 2000s, The Way of the Gun. Okay, yeah. Uh, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, starring Brian Phillippe and Benicio del Toro. Uh, del Toro. It's now become a cult film. It was not successful. Uh, critics, it came and went. No one really cares. Um, I love this movie. It's, it's it has one of the greatest lines ever in a movie. Okay, <laughs> which one, man? Like or, the, just, the 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 uh, beginning, the very the, opening, the very beginning. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> it's like they're sitting by the cars and this girl's yapping at him, and he just turns around and goes, "Shut that cunt's mouth before I <laughs> fuck start her, her face." Or yeah, like that. And, and and I love her. Like, I don't remember hardly anything about yeah. that movie, but I remember. Well, what's great is that like the so they're they're outside of the, the, this nightclub on, on like another guy's car, and so. And the girl's actually played by um, Sarah Silverman. Oh, really? Yeah, just like a, a random role oh. for her. And so she turns up over and she's like, hey, like, you know, he can't talk to me that way. So it's like, all right, okay. And so he goes over there and he takes his jacket off and he's like, hey, guys, you're, are y'all looking to do the man dance? First dance is yours. <laughs> and Ryan Phillippe and Jason Dottori get up and they 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 leap um, at at Sarah Silverman. And, and Ryan Phillippe just starts fucking punching her in the face. And, and then the whole crowd attacks him and starts fucking jumping on stuff. But it just sets a tone for like how they are. And so basically what it's about is uh, they are two low-level criminals. They get word of this woman who is um, 
it's not surrogate. I, I forget the the word. Basically, there uh, she she's she's she was hired to carry a very rich person's child, and she's around eight eight and a half months, and she's close to, to giving birth. So they decide to kidnap her and ransom her um, to, 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 to like this person or whatever. Um, and and so then they there's there's all these other crooks and criminals who to get involved as like bagmen and stuff or whatever, and it ends up with this like just really cool action sequence at the end at this like broken down you know hotel but what i love about it is it's just it feels real it feels like you know it's not over the top there's not like stupid action lines there, there's not super huge you know guns machine guns and stuff there's not like it's not like you know Arnold schwarzenegger in a commando where he's just like throwing bullets at people and killing them or whatever <laughs> um it, it feels like you know they're 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 having to put forth intelligence and planning and they've got like multiple vests on and guns and they're getting shot and killed and stuff you know i just i, I love all that it's got a very uh butch cassidy feel to it and that that they lose at the end you know so it's just it's great I, I love it it's just like you know it's you know they took a chance and like it just didn't work out but like it leaves them with where they're still alive but like it ends and like you don't know what happens or whatever so i i, I love all that i feel like it's, it's gotten lost over time but it, it's definitely fun it's it, it, it's very thrilling it's super intense it's great. Okay. yeah I, it's been a long time since i've seen that uh what's your number 23 uh my number 23 is 2001 Cameron Crowe movie Vanilla Sky. Okay. I'm not many people even like this movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I really enjoy it. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise plays like this, like rich, like, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, he's very like eccentric. I don't know. He's like, he's, I don't know, he's very rich. It's almost a title like tech or something. Or something. Also. Like he's some kind of publishing uh, uh, okay. magnet kind okay. of thing. But uh, he, uh, you know, like, ha- like falls in love with the, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Penelope Cruz's Cruise. character and then goes on this ride with his ex-girlfriend Cameron or Diaz. ex-lover Cameron Diaz and they get in this car wreck and it like scars his face she dies and it's really like now he's a sit-in because you know he was Tom Cruise he was you know, gorgeous and yeah. now he wears this weird like clay mask kind of looks like a weird oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Myers kind of mask <laughs> thing and uh, he's just like his life's all changed stuff and then like you find out like it's like a weird kind of mystery thing because it shows like his life kind of without the mask and with the mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it starts getting very um, where the 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 narrative begins to be very like unreliable because yeah. it begins to like like a jump around in the story and stuff. And then there's this whole thing with like you know his friend Jason Lee and like yeah. Cruz being like in love and stuff. And him, it, it, there's all types of stuff. Yeah. And then like he's having these therapy sessions with your boy Kurt Russell. Oh, I know I, you love him. I forgot he's in that. Yeah, yeah, and like. Then you find out at the end, it's like this big, like he kind of died and almost like he was frozen or something and he has to wake up. Well, well, well no, no. So, so there's this, there's it's this like constant kind of technology about something, something yeah. called, it's like, it's like you should you, uh, do, do like, you know, uh, uh, middle of the sky, middle yeah. of the sky. It, it's always in it. And he figures out at the end that like he's already in, in it. it. And so he starts screaming out for, for the like, moderator and, and, and come to find out he's in this um, machine that basically lets your brain stay active. And it's kind of like you, you just live out great moments in life. And because, you know, you're, you're like you know handicapped or messed up or whatever and stuff and so you know he, he, he wants did, to wake up and stuff but yeah it's, it's really cool how like the machine works and stuff with the whole like it's from like stuff in his life from an album cover yeah, and songs yeah. and it's like warped his world and yeah. stuff and would you have stayed in uh i kind of think i would have stayed in 
Like, Maybe. I mean, we can't, do, I, do I have to wear the mask? Well, no, no, no. Then because, I'm just because breathing. At, 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 like, at the end, she says that um, technology has advanced so, so, so far now that, like, you can fix, fix yeah. everything. But his 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 money, which is once a great wealth, wouldn't last him currently that long. Because, like, it, it was, like, so far in the yeah. future or whatever. I just kind of, like... I mean, like, just reliving all of my, like, fucking greatest hits sounds kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, going out and... But, like, you know, I don't know. also being, like, the future sounds kind of yeah, cool, too. Yeah, I mean, it's too. like, hey, oh, hey, they could have hoverboards. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they have a hoverboard, you gotta... You have to be like, I gotta try. But but also, it's like, um, they, they said that they would put him back in and then erase it, where, where Hitty would never know, and then the, the, the bug that they... Was they, fixed. It, it was yeah. fixed or something. Yeah. Uh, what's your number 22? Uh, 22. Uh... Uh, 22 is it's a children's movie <laughs> it's a children's movie so it's a thriller it's a it's just, no it's <laughs> <laughs> no it's clue actually no it's good <laughs> uh it's arachnophobia okay i mean the only thing of that is like a kid's movie it's i mean it's i think it's, it's like a disney movie. that's why i kind of think it's yeah. a kid's movie but that movie freaks me out every time i see it it's thrilling like i hate spiders so i'm on edge yeah the entire movie like every time i see it like for the next week i have to like check the toilets and everything it's like i hate spiders but i like watching movies about spiders and stuff like this it's funny they um they actually got uh a lot of the spiders in there are not spiders they're like uh crabs Oh really? Yeah, that they got from um, Australia, I think, or something. And they had like a Wrangler and everything, or whatever, and things like that and stuff. Whatever. Yeah, I, I actually watched that. I think like a year ago because we, or a, a while ago because we um, had like a monster movie list or something, and that was on my list, I think, or something or whatever about like you know like films and everything. But yeah, it's got a uh, what? Uh, Jeff Daniels in it. Jeff Daniels, yeah, and uh, John Goodman. Goodman's in it. Yeah, but I mean, it's I don't know. I just I, like if you know if you like spiders, like I don't like spiders. But I do, and they're just so creepy and, and stuff, <laughs> and I'm just on edge, yeah, all throughout the movie. And it's not like a horror movie, but it's it, it's it, I, I think it's I think it's more scary than it is thriller because like there is this like uh, crazy spider from like fucking like it's like, like you know from South America, South America or something. Like or something. It's just this like but, weird like, that monster spider. Not even in it that much. Like he comes and he crawls around and then he sees like a little garden spider and he's like, "Let's get it on." <laughs> and then he creates all these like poisonous garden spiders. Yeah. That just take but then it over becomes this like town. this giant fucking spider. It's got like eggs in its back. My number twenty two is another uh, smaller film um, that uh, you might have watched a little bit ago with. Uh, Allison, and that is the Green Room. Uh, came out in 2015, directed by Jeremy um, Solnier. I, I can't remember say his name. Starring uh, Anton Yelchin and Imogen uh, Poots. It was a flop um, in the box office. Uh, I think it's great. Um, I, I really enjoyed Anton Yelchin's work while he, he was alive still. Um, but if you haven't seen this movie, it's about this uh, small punk band that they're you know just kind of like travel, traveling around the country. They're they're like you know kind of broke. They get a job at a um, at like a Nazi um, like 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 this like warehouse or whatever. They accidentally witness a murder and they get trapped in the green room. And so they have a gun though, and so they're trapped in there. And then um, they are trying to figure out a way 
to get the hell out. And Patrick Stewart is this like, you know, head leader and stuff or whatever. So they're just so intense of them trying to like figure out how can they get the hell out of it because they know that they're not going to let them out, you know, and then they end up giving them the fucking gun because they're stupid. And, and then like you just all turns to hell. And they're just like all these really brutal kill scenes. And it's great. It's it's super intense, you know, from you know start to finish. Um, and Anton Yelchin's awesome in it. All right. Well, what's next? Uh, number was twenty two arachnophobia for you? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, my number twenty one is my first repeat director, and that is another Nolan film. Uh, this is came out in two thousand. It's called Memento, uh, starring Guy Pierce, Carrie Moss. It received two Oscar nominations. I remember. I was see. I was like seventeen or eighteen when this came out, and this blew everybody's mind the fact that the film was done backwards in increments of like 15 minutes and stuff was so just new and it was just like what is this this is brilliant this is amazing you know and uh you know i I remember the first time i saw it it was incredible and then every subsequent viewing it gets a little worse because you know that like that that niche of it being like backwards you know is, is, is really cool the first time I think it's really cool. I mean, honestly, like, it's one that takes, like, multiple it viewings. Does, it does, yeah. Because, like, when it's, like, black and white, it's going backwards. And then when it's in color, it's going forward yeah, or something yeah. like that. Or maybe it's vice versa. But, but you like, know, it's, it, it, it's another one that might be on my mystery list because, you know, they're just ongoing mystery about who this killer is and stuff and who killed his wife. And you're just slowly. Spoiler. Put- no, it's, it's very beginning. <laughs> you never find out. Uh, no, it, it, oh. It, 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 uh, oh, I mean it's him or something like yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, he, um, she, she, she makes him uh, uh, give him insulin, insulin yeah. over and over again, thinking that that would jog his memory, and he just fucking kills her or whatever. And then like his and friend watches TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, so uh, super intense. Um, it is, it's and it's just like because like you know, for those who don't know, Memento stars a, a character that um, he has a really traumatic head injury during a home invasion. His uh, wife is attacked and raped, and um, he can only remember fifteen minutes at a time. And so he has a friend that 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 wants to help him find out who killed his wife. So for him to, to be able to remember kind of things permanently, he starts to tattoo notes on his body and stuff. That way, when he wakes up, he can kind of get like a really quick gist of what's going on in his life. And so it's just that. that and so you experience things like him, which is like like backwards and stuff. And it's just really really neat and cool. And just things continuously twist and break down uh the farther along that, that the film goes where it goes to t- back to like the very beginning and stuff it's just really cool and like everybody in the movie like you know you meet you kind of trust and then you yeah. find out later like you shouldn't trust, you shouldn't trust them and stuff yeah because <laughs> it's really they, done they, well th- 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 there's folks who direct line to him stuff which yeah. is great uh what is your 21 uh my 21 is 2001 antoine fuqua's training day okay uh the movie is very intense and stuff especially like it's it's story of a cop it's first day making detective he goes on a ride along with the the, like lead detective head detective and he's kind of showing the streets and stuff and the whole time he's setting them up so he can like get like pay off this money and stuff and get this money and pay off these people that he screwed up but there's just like number of scenes in the movie which are so thrilling and intense where like he drops them off at like these Mexicans place house and stuff and then it's like leaves. Spoiler and, alert, bro. Yeah. But like and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, like he's gonna die. White boy gonna die. And stuff. Well, and it's, it's funny. very 
just intense of how is he going to get out of it's, this and stuff. It's great because it's very cat and mouse-ish yeah. a little bit because they're all sitting down playing a game, I think. They're playing poker, yeah. And they, they ask to like, see his gun. And so he's trying to outsmart him and like unloads it. He just and takes out you know the, yeah. the, like one of the chamber. Doesn't realize that he's taking away like his own weapon or whatever and stuff. You know, they all got guns. <laughs> yeah, you know, and just like you know, there's it just and then like you know something nice he did earlier in that day. Yeah, it, it just it was like a random like thing. random mugging or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's just, uh, I, that's uh, Denzel Washington's first uh, Oscar win. Yeah, for uh, best actor, um, Ethan Hunt. Right? No. Yeah, it's Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, uh, and then his wife is played by. Um, Oh wait, what is her name? Oh, his, wa- his wife you don't really see. Uh, like you mean Denzel's like girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend is uh, Mendez, whatever. Uh, Even Mendez. It, yeah. Oh my god, she, she oh, like, smoking hot. right in her prime. Yeah, she's right there. Hot. Like, like it was like number twenty eight, but then I don't remember she was naked in it, so I just jumped her right. <laughs> yeah, gonna, uh, uh, awesome soundtrack. Um, yeah, soundtrack's shot, great. Shot very well. Um, it, it, really good. Uh, it, that'll be on my criminal list. Yeah, uh, it's not on my thriller list, but like at the end, it's just like that scene, like with. Uh, the Mexicans, who's played by the guy Hector, who's named Hector, and it's in, uh, it plays the Mexican in every movie. Uh, I can't ever think of his name. And then, like, the scene at the Goo- end, it's like gooey or something. He goes to the neighborhood where, like, you know, if you're white, you don't go to, and it's just all intense. Yeah. And you think, like, oh, they're about to just kill this yeah. guy again and stuff. Oh, what is his name? It's, um, yeah, he, he's in, like, so many uh, He's like movies. Fast and the Furious. He's and a, his name's always Hector. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I watch, um, hold on, let me look it up while we're doing that. Um, but it's I don't know, it's very thrilling and intense. Such a gr- great movie. If you get a chance, watch Training Day. I, I'm sure most folks have seen it. Yeah, but, it's, it's very popular. Um, what the hell is that dude's name, dude? Uh, Detector. <laughs> I forgot it had Snoop Dogg in it too. Oh yeah, it does. That's yeah. funny. Um, let's it's see here. Like Doctor Dre too. Noel Gugli Emmy. I think yeah, but uh, yeah. So in that, it's not like Hector. It's, uh, oh, it's not. I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, Moreno, but uh-huh. um, but well, yeah, no. Uh, he's he's definitely typecast oh, as, yeah. as, as like that, like you know, low level, you know, guy like in the cartels and stuff or whatever. Uh, so that was your twenty one. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, my number twenty is another. Christopher Nolan film. This is three for me. It was just bang, bang, bang. I'm, I'm going to win this bet. I'm going to win this bet. Uh, that is 2006's The Prestige, um, starring Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. This got two Oscar nominations. It was it was right around, not quite a flop. It, it, it kind of made, yeah, I mean, made money. Well, it, it cost like 80 to make. It made like 84. So, I mean, like, oh, yeah. it, it, was, it was right it around. It also had competition, I think, like right around the same yeah. time The Illusionist came out it with uh, Edward Norton. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, it, this is one that you definitely have to watch multiple times uh which is kind of true with, with all nolan films or whatever yeah. but um this is great i, I for one i we've, we've discussed i i love magic yeah uh so, so, so this is does. right up this is right up my alley um and then this has this ongoing competition between two stage magicians who continue to try to one up each other and it gets more and more intense their spouses end up dying because of this you know and then like you know it gets into like your tesla like david bowie's tesla and stuff and hugh jackman um sees christian bell do this like incredible trick and he's like i I, I have to know what it is and I, I, I don't want to spoil it or anything but like you know it's just it's it's very good yeah, it's, it's very and good. It, it took me the first time I saw it I was like eh, it's just okay and then like I watched it like a few more times in the last couple of years and like it's just it's just and really like solid. you start to see how like it just all makes sense with yeah the conversations yes. between this wife and talking and, about uh, uh, <laughs> Christian Bell yeah yeah, and so like, what's funny is that like because you originally don't don't get it and, and then until like it finally and, and then like, I just love that like 
Hugh, Hugh Jackman didn't want to believe that it was that simple. He was just yeah. like, he was like, no, no, no. It's just, this is this is much more than that, you know. And so like, he just didn't want to get it. And so he begins to like, you know, just he finds the laws. Some, he actually finds like real magic, real magic somehow. <laughs> yeah, uh, just great, man. Yeah. Um, super very intense. Good. Very uh, good. What's your number twenty? Uh, my number twenty is I'm going uh, superhero with this, and that's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Wow. Okay. Uh, I figured I had to have a superhero <laughs> movie somewhere on here. Okay. And uh, it's really like the most thrilling of all kind of like superhero movies and stuff like that. What? I mean, some people like I mean, The Dark Knight's considered a thriller. I, 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 I thought you would have that on here. No, nah, we're gonna have one. This one is it's you know it's an espionage. Yeah. I could never say that word film, but espionage. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, it's it's great. Like the whole time, you're just so into it, like and you're wondering like what's going on yeah. here, what's going on, and it's just thrilling. And I don't know, I just love it. I, I hate it, it. it saved Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it because it's like Black Widow should have been a really great spy thriller. Yeah, and instead, it's so cookie cutter Disney bullshit, you know. Uh, but no, I agree. I mean, I, th- I thought about this one, but it's a little too colorful for me. Um, I, it's on my action list. Yeah. Um, it's not on my thriller list, obviously. It, it you know, but uh, I agree. It, it showed off a new range for Captain America because after the um, first film came out, um, like nobody really liked him. You know, yeah, I mean, and, it was just boring. And even yeah. after the, the the Avengers film, it was just eh, you know, whatever. I'm like, you know, he was nobody's favorite. It was like Iron Man, yeah. Thor, Hulk, probably. You know, I mean, you know, and and then like after, but after. After part two to, came out, uh, and it showed him just beating the brakes off people, and like, and I mean, he was using the shield really cool, and like, yeah, well, bouncing well, it, was, off stuff it was that, and they redid his entire fight suit, style. Yeah, oh, that in the suit, his, his suit, suit, his suit looked, like oh so colorful. God, yes, he was wearing the agent uh, shield suit, yeah, and stuff, yeah and which is great. Um, but, awesome. but but just just him doing flips and stuff, and parkour, and kicking the shit out of people. That was really great. Yeah. Introducing like Falcon, uh, Falcon, the the you know, if a Winter Soldier being in it, you know, and everything. Uh, yeah, it, it was it, it's. it's really good i mean yeah, i mean it's like very, it's, very it's in my top five superhero films or whatever and probably you know it, it might make another list or something whatever I was but make your top total 25 making so many lists uh we'll see we'll see you know i mean like like i've got the thing on everything <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. uh so, how are you snuck it into animated i just don't know how <laughs> it's got a, a lot of cg yeah man. uh what's your number 19 uh my number 19 is the 2006 martin scorsese film the departed hey that's also on my list uh but it, it's higher up yes uh it is I mean, we can both talk about it since. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, 2000 Martin Scorsese. It's got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> the cast is it's the cast is like yeah. Jack Nicholson, and it's you know a big count mouse. Uh, Matt Damon is kind of a criminal. That's kind of a criminal. He's kind of a criminal. He's, he's, he's a wuss. He's, he's so very he, much criminal. He's he's just a snitch. That's all he is. He's, he's kind of a criminal. He ain't really doing that. Opposite of Jason Bourne. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is the cop that goes undercover and I think I'm a fucking cop. I'm a fucking cop. <laughs> And it's funny, like it's got you know, Nicholson, yeah. it's got uh, Leonardo, all these great actors. Mark Wahlberg steals the show acting wise. <laughs> Time for fucking my mother. I mean, he's just—he's he, so good. And he, he was actually nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. I think it won Best Picture. It did. Two thousand six. It's great. I'll let you talk a little bit about it. I'm gonna wait until you know. Okay. On my list, whatever. No but, uh, my number nineteen is my second repeat director, and that is uh, Psycho from nineteen sixty, directed by Alfred Hitchcock, starring Anthony Perkins, uh, Vera Miles, and Janet Lee. It was nominated for four Oscars, didn't win any, but it made $50 million on a budget of 800000 back in 1960, which was a huge hit. Um, what's funny is it has a lot of taboos as well that like people kind of talk about now, but it was the first film to ever have a toilet. 
yeah, I've, heard, I've heard that yeah. which is crazy that that was like a big a big thing and then it also was was one of the only movies that early to show a couple in the same bed most films had like two twins um on, on set because it was you know very like you know hush hush and like you know you, you shouldn't show I mean, people in bed together that's and also, stuff. oh it's not just that i mean that's how a lot of like, know, yeah, older people yeah. live like my grandmother that her and my grandfather they had twin yeah. beds um but yeah i, I, I mean like it, there, it deals with so, so much other stuff though it, it, it like oh sorry it, it, what, what am I trying to say here? Incredibly, uh, it, it deals with a, a lot of subject matter that was very um, ahead of its time about, like you know, transsexuals and stuff or whatever, and like you know, sexuality yeah. in general. And uh, it's very intense. It's, I mean, the whole opening scene of her getting away from the bank, and like it's almost like a paranormal activity thing where like nothing actually bad happens. Yeah, but it's just like almost something bad almost like it's yeah. just it's like you're sitting Which, there watching you know, like the music was so good what, what, what you mean like you know he you know, was very good at that you know obviously like you know he was very like ahead of his time understood how to shoot people he understood how to get raw emotion out of people apparently he was hell on set during this film and like gently wanted to quit a couple times because he was just you know coming at it really hard like i've, I've watched a couple like the, of the films about him so I, like that there's one where like hopkins plays him and he actually comes at gently trying to get her to be like really afraid in the shower and he's like really coming at it with the knife he's like, he's like you be scared you know? <laughs> um but and then apparently i think his wife um uh, helped with the soundtrack and stuff here in terms of like sound editing to to get that like yeah. you know noise and everything or whatever. That's right. And they redid the movie with uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, which I mean it's it's not bad. It's, it's just, just not the same. It's just an entire shot for shot make. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there's only like very few differences. Yeah, but like I think like one of the differences like in the first movie like uh, he uh, he says he's like oh a best friend is his like a best uh, boy's best friend is his, his mother mom. yeah and like she she finds it very sweet and then in the Vince Vaughn version when he says it like she's like that's kind of creepy she has like a look <laughs> like that's just fucking weird man <laughs> yeah but I mean like it, it, it's it's unbelievably classic it is, it is. Um, and, and that's what I was saying like like this and North by Northwest are probably his two biggest films of all time um, Psycho might be what what he's most known for at this point in time or whatever but um, but it was it was a huge Huge, huge gamble like nobody wanted to like you know take it on and stuff and he actually he he shot it in the black and white um based on his show the exact same crew and stuff yeah. or whatever you know and it, it made it was what's funny is that it came out and originally critics were like oh this is this is you know terrible blah, blah, blah. but once it started to make so much money critics then began to turn around because it, it made them reevaluate why people liked it so much because it was making so much freaking money or whatever and stuff and then and all of a sudden it was like oh this is genius and da, da, da. but it's crazy that he never won best director he, he was nominated multiple times for it and it was almost like a fuck you because he was so oh, they just don't give it to horror movies or any well kind of no thing. it was like also he, he didn't play the game and, yeah. and and he didn't like the 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 academy and how they you know judged films and stuff or whatever and so it was very much like you know we'll we'll agree you're good but but you're never gonna win this and yeah. so he after he died posthumously he won like the the lifetime achievement award, award or something like because he yeah. did yeah okay we'll get, we'll <laughs> exactly yeah uh, what's your number nineteen uh, number nineteen is a movie that will not be on your list. <laughs> Uh, but it's 2015 Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Mm. You're not a big fan of the movie. Yeah. I love it. It's a kind of, it's a mystery, but it's very just intense because the whole time you're just like, I don't know, the soundtrack's great. And it it yeah. kind of keeps you on edge, like in the way how Psycho does. 
and I don't know, I love it. I mean, for some reason, like you hate all these Kurt Russell movies I have, and you love Kurt Russell. But, I mean, Use cars for me, baby. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I just find it just so thrilling watching yeah. the movie. I've watched it multiple times, I'm, even I mean, knowing the ending, yeah. and it, I just still love it. It's still I mean, crazy. Change Tatum in it, man. It's amazing. Change Tatum's amazing. Um, no, Jennifer I mean, Jason Leigh's great yeah. in it. I it's shot really well. I agree. It's, yeah. it's edited. Um, I, I What's think his name? I just, uh, it's just Samuel L. Jackson tells the story, and it's just put so my big old black. <laughs> It's so good. Like, the dialogue is so good. I just love it so much. I just uh, it's got the it's dude, just uh, so slow man, and it's just like boring as fuck for half the movie. I can't think of his name. You'll probably know, but it has the guy from a Community who does the lie detector uh, test, Quarter Goggins. Yeah, and he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're gonna move a little bit faster because okay. I didn't realize how much time it had already taken. We're only at like nineteen here. I mean, I, it'll be okay. <laughs> What's your number eighteen? My number eighteen is uh, nineteen ninety seven. Taylor Hartford's The Devil's Advocate. Okay. The acting in it is not the best because Keanu yeah. uh, Reeves tries to do a southern <laughs> accent. But I don't know. I've watched that I movie. I don't lose. I've seen it probably like 25 times. I don't know why, yeah. but I just I really enjoyed the movie. It's uh, on. Yeah. Is oh, his wife? Of course, she gets naked in it, too. So that's always a plus. <laughs> moved, moved you got to have it in the thriller. That's the only way to it's, jump up the yeah, list. It's a little too campy for me. It's a little I mean, over the yeah, I, I feel I like... Complete, but I, I just why well, I like it. I, I mean, like, like I love, Al Pacino's like... I love Albert Pacino. He's just chewing the scenery, I, He's so good. Uh, he's like, I'm peeking. I'm peeking. I don't know. It's so funny. What do you want me to say? We yeah. fucked. Ah. <laughs> he's uh, great. What's your. My number 18 is a, a movie from 2001 um, called Frailty, uh, directed by Pil, uh, Pil, Bill Paxton. I think this is his first film that he had directed up to this point. Maybe, yeah. Uh, starring him and Matthew McConaughey. I feel like it's been lost over time. Um, yeah, it is. I completely forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. I remember it. For, for folks who don't know, it's about um, there's this dad and these two uh, boys, and the dad begins to say that this, this angel came to him at night, and um, he begins to to see these signs, and he thinks that um, he's been put there to kill these demons, and then you come to find out he is he's killing people, whatever, and he's locking them up in his basement and everything, and so one of the sons believes him, and one of them thinks he's crazy, um, and uh, one of the sons ends up taking him out at the end because he's, you know, because he, he's fucking murdering people. And it just has this great twist where you think it was one of the sons who had done it, but in actuality, it's the other one. And it, and while, while this whole story is going on, it's uh, it's being told by Matt McConaughey, who who is is one of the kids grown up, and he's gone in, into this like FBI director's office, and um, and he's gone there because he's actually. Uh, there to kill him because you find out that the, the power passed on to his son and when he touches people he can see like all their bad acts and stuff or whatever and um, and you find out that his his brother had also become like a serial killer at some point and stuff but it, it's just it's very intense throughout because you, you don't know if his dad is just fucking crazy if he's, if he's seeing things or whatever it, it's about faith you know it's just it's very good so, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, my number 17 um, is a film called 1917. It uh, came out in 2019, directed by um, Sam Mendes, starring uh, George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman. Uh, made $385 million, had 10 Oscar nominations, won three. Um, it, and it, it was most notable for it had, um, it was supposedly one, it looked like one long take. It, it looked like it was shot like it started and then they, they follow the characters. I mean, like, there, there's, of course, hidden cuts here and there, but it just known for having like these incredibly long takes um which was was really cool but the film itself is about um these uh, two soldiers are supposed to get to the battlefront by morning 
because they they, they got information that, that there's this huge trap uh, um like across the field and there's like 1600 soldiers about to, to like charge over over and do these things but all communication has been cut and so the, the, these two young soldiers have to travel i forget how how many miles it is across land and through like all the trenches and fucking barbed wire and mines and enemy soldiers and stuff or whatever. And it's just like, it's intense. It's like every moment is you're trying to hold your breath because you, you don't want the soldiers to see them and stuff. And like, you know, it's just, it's awesome. Very, very good. I, it'd probably also be on my war um, you know, list as well. Uh, what is your number 17? Uh, my number 17 is the prestige. Okay. Christopher Nolan. We've talked about that one, so we can okay. kind of go. But yeah, it's a great movie. Okay. Uh, my What's your number 16? I'm stuck with my, uh, Christopher Nolan, <laughs> and it's Memento. Memento, okay. Yes. I, I don't know. Both movies, I mean, those are probably two of his better movies. Uh, okay. I think he's kind of on... The last couple, I think he's kind of slid down a little bit, but yeah. those two kill for me. Uh, my number um, 16, you're going to be really happy because... Ooh. It's it's my first David Fincher of 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 many. Oh, the first, uh, and that is Zodiac, uh, two thousand seven, directed by David Fincher, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo. Um, it really didn't do well in the box office. It was kind of a flop, um, and it didn't really get a lot of the critical acclaim that now people looking back on give it like a lot more credit for things and stuff, whatever. And I remember the first time I saw it, you know, we we argued about this, and I I was like, man, it's so fucking boring, dude. Like, and then. I forget what happened one day. I was like, I was, I was like, fuck it, you know. What? I'll, I'll try it again. I'll watch it again or whatever. And um, it's it's good. It it's has very good. It has a lot of of David Fincher's tropes and stuff in it and everything. You know, I I like all the acting in it. It's got a strong script. My my one complaint is that it's all based on the works of like one one book yeah. and like one one author's theories. And so I would like for them to have pulled from multiple books and, and, and gotten like a bigger picture because there were other suspects out there that, that were talked to and stuff. And the author who to help with the film is tries to discredit other people who, who might be had been involved, but there's other theories and stuff or whatever. But, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it does a great job at at the intensity, you know, and, and not knowing who the killer could be. And like, you know, when you still don't, you <laughs> still don't. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, all these clues and stuff, whatever. And, and you, you, and I, I enjoy the cat and mouse of it all, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, what's your number 16? Uh, mine is 1993. Andrew Davis, the fugitive. Oh, yeah. uh, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Harrison Ford. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Uh, Harrison Ford, of course. <laughs> this guy breaks in, kills his wife. He wrestles him and gets away. <laughs> the one-armed man. Yes, the one-armed man. <laughs> he blames the one-armed man. <laughs> they don't believe him. Send him to jail, thinking he killed his wife. He, uh, bus train or bus uh, accident. He escapes. Yep. And he's just on the run. He's trying to rebuild a life, trying to figure out who. Mm-hmm killed uh, his wife and stuff and it's it's thrilling you're wondering how you can do it Tommy Lee Jones was nominated I don't, he might have won I'm not sure I can't remember if he won or not but he was nominated for Academy it's Award it's on my list Chase I don't know okay <laughs> sorry uh, but it's uh, nominated he's going after him he's US yeah. Marshal which they made a sequel they called did? U.S. Marshals. Called, called U.S. Marshals? Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty good. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yeah. Uh, but it's it's very you know thrilling to watch. Uh, you just want to know the whole time. It's like, did he do it? Yeah. Does he find the one-armed man? All this stuff. And it's it's really good. When did that come out? 93. Yeah. I think I saw it like 94. I mean, I haven't seen it since. So oh, it's, really? It's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's good. I'm sure it's Here's good. I just, you know, it's just been so long. I, I, I can't in good faith put it on my list. Uh, what's your, what's your 16? Uh, yeah, I think that was... What's your 15? Your top 15 here. Okay, uh, Saw. 
Really? Really? Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love Saw. I got a little horror of you on there. It's okay. a little. It's a little horror, but oh, yeah, it's, it's a little horror. <laughs> it's a lot of horror, but it's really thrilling. Uh, it's it's just you watch it, and you're just like they have these traps, and it's just like Jigsaw is just I don't know killing people, and he's like kind of gives them this ultimate. It's like if you can do this, you can get out. You will live a better life. <laughs> if you chop out all your insides, yeah, exactly. You still and, live. It's just, I don't know, it's a great story. It's got a great mystery at the yeah. end. It's like, I remember when it came out, I'll be like, I, I mean, you can guess. I, I mean, I can show you the whole cast. Like, you can guess all throughout the movie who you think did it. You won't get it. <laughs> and the funny, like, he's lying there the whole time. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such a great mystery. And the dude at the end just chops off his leg. And stuff yeah. And so I mean, good. like, I, I I agree with all of the, the entire Saw franchise, which became super redundant. Yes. Um. I, I, the first one has the most claim to be in almost like a thriller. I, I agree yeah. because it's not just about it's not about just gore about yeah. slash. Yeah. It, it's there's a there's a purpose behind all his killings. There's this intelligence to it. Uh, there's a lot of you know creativity. It has almost like a seven feel to it. Yeah. Um, it, it, if seven went like one one step more towards horror. Uh, no, I, I, I get that. Um, I mean, like, it's, it, that'll be on my horror list, probably. Yeah, yeah it, it'll it's be not on my horror list, too. Yeah. Uh, my number 15, my top 15, which will be my first um, controversial film, probably, Ooh. just because of the people involved, oh, uh, okay. is The Usual Suspects from 1995, directed by Brian Singer, who time has shown us he's a scumbag. Yeah. Uh, also starring Kevin Spacey, who time has shown us he's a scumbag. Also starring uh, Stephen Baldwin and Gabriel Byrne. I think time showed he was a scumbag, too. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, who? Uh, oh, Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin? Jesus. <laughs> um, it won an Oscar for screenplay and supporting actor. Uh, Kevin Spacey winning that. Um, and I, I, I love it. I hate it because it has of who's involved, but God damn, it's a good movie. It's I, I, I'm not as big on it as yeah. a lot of people is, but it is. I mean, it's very well done made. It's just it's, I, the, the first time you see it, it, it's it's like, you know, from Memento. It's just like, you know, then, then you realizing it well, well, it's just like then realizing realizing that, that, that like Kaiser Sose is just a fucking made up thing. Yeah. And it's there's so much like ambiguity in terms of what was real and what wasn't real. You know, is he just fucking with him? Is he, you know, I, I love all that, you know, mm. it's just like, is any of it fucking true? You know, it's just, I, I it's, it's, it's got a fun cast. I, I love crime teams and stuff or whatever. So I, I love that they all like him team up and stuff in jail and everything, you know, and it just, it was, it's, it's good. Like I saw it years after it came out. Like I saw, I, I mean, I saw, uh, whatever, uh, what's this? Scary, scary movie and at the end he does like I saw that first and like I didn't even get that reference when I saw it I, I think I did too actually <laughs> yeah so like I mean um, because it, it is it came out in 95 I think I saw it in like 2000 or something or whatever I'll at some point later than that but. Uh, yeah uh, my number 14 will be my second David Fincher film on my list um, this is uh, Gone Girl from huh. 2014 um, yeah starring Ben Affleck yeah no Rosa yeah Rosemary Pike. Pike yeah I was getting Gone Baby Gone. Uh, okay, that's that's that Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, Gone Girl. Um, I remember you had seen it, and yes. it, for whatever reason, I, I felt like it didn't get like a a lot of love in the theater. I mean, I mean, like it, it made money. It made money. Uh, it's a, I think, a little bit different in the book. Yeah, uh, but it's. I don't know. I loved it. It's. Like, uh, I think Gone Girl's great. I mean, like it, it was. It really put Pike on the map. Yeah, as this. She is crazy. So crazy just psycho. meticulous and like you yeah. know, yeah, just like pure psychopath. And it has a lot of that. Like you know, did 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 Affleck actually do it at a certain point? And so like it's just like you're, you're super. 
thinking that that's what's going on until the final you know reveal of everything and stuff and then the fact that he stays with her you're like what the fuck are you doing man like yeah. you know he has to though <laughs> you know it's just it's 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 great it, it just how it puts this onus on the, the media being scumbags and not getting like the whole yeah. story and ruining people's lives and just just all that and the way know, the great. story is just told like you come to see his version exactly and then it goes back and you yeah. see her version yeah and you still don't like any of them. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your number fourteen? Uh, my number fourteen is nineteen ninety two Quentin Tarantino Reservoir Dogs. Hey, it's on my list as well. Uh, movie is fantastic. It's uh, kind of like a it's a mystery in a way because yeah. you know it's an undercover cop. You don't know which one. It's very done well with the names of Mister Pink, Mister White, and stuff like that. So like you get to know yeah, Mister Pink <laughs> because you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue is amazing. Oh my god, it's so it's so bad now going back and oh, just I'm like sure. all the like in words. Oh yeah, like, I mean, Ugh. but just like I mean, the conversations they have are almost like regular conversations people yeah. have, except yeah. so much in words. Yeah. But uh, like the whole tipping thing and stuff, and it's I mean, like <laughs> if you go on the internet right now, you'll find that conversation. Yeah, going definitely, on right definitely. Now. Um, I'll talk a bit about it more in okay. a couple spots here. Um, mm-hmm. That was your number fourteen. Yes. What's your thirteen? Um, uh, 13 is, make sure I didn't skip one. Uh, okay, this is one, not going to be on your list, Uh-oh. but I just love this movie. Okay. Uh, 1998, Gregory Hoblet movie is Fallen. Oh, wow. Okay. Denzel Washington. It also has almost like a frailty you know, a, yeah, a feel to it as well. It's, uh, there's like this demon, Azazio, mm-hmm. and he can pretty much, if like, and take over a body, and then if he touches someone else, he yep. goes in their body and stuff, and he, in the body of a serial killer, Detective Hobbs, played by Denzel Washington, uh-huh. is after him and stuff. Like, gets the serial killer. And I, I, I wonder. I, I can, I can already guess why you like it so much. What the song? No, oh. because the, the bad guy wins. Oh yeah, the bad guy wins. <laughs> yeah. You're like, long you're story like, short, yeah. spoilers. The bad guy wins. Yeah, <laughs> because because it ends with him saying. Now I told you that this was a, a, a tale of how, of how I almost uh, lost or whatever. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it's great. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's I mean they do this great job of like trying to catch the demon yeah. and kill him and stuff. And the acting, uh, John Goodman's in it. Yeah, he's really good. It's it's a really good movie. Came out in 1998. Uh, my number thirteen is another David Fincher movie. <laughs> <laughs> my third my last four uh this is uh, one came out in 2011 and that is the the american version of the girl with the dragon tattoo uh starring daniel craig and uh Rudy mara it had five nominations and it won uh oh, hold on here it won something hold on oh man i can't fucking read uh, it won for editing um and it just has a lot of his his style in it uh it's really uh, fun mystery story as well about this this gr- uh, girl who went missing back in I think in, like the sixties and stuff and so Craig is this um, this like reporter who who gets in trouble for 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 libel and stuff and so he's kind of like d- down on his luck he's been sued and shit and he he gets this case to go out to this island and start looking into like all this past of these films and stuff and he gets in touch with Rudy Mara who he's used in the past as like his hacker. Um, and so she, and this is one of like, I think Mara's like first films or whatever and stuff. And she, she she's awesome. In this role is this like punk rock. Fuck you. You'd like activist, you know, hacker or whatever and stuff. And she's all about, you know, fucking people over and stuff and everything and getting paid for it. This is a, what you said, the title is, uh, the, the girl. Yeah. yeah. Actually, this is like one of the David, oh, really? who I love him as the director. Yeah. I've never seen that. Um, and, and it, it would just, uh, it has a great pacing. 
Um, it's got a really great mystery that ends up with like this. Don't you, spoiler. Yeah, man. yeah. It just you know, it's just, it's just all this stuff, and there's just all these layers of like this fucked upness in this family and stuff, and everything. Um, that there's this terrible stuff that happens to uh, Mara's character, but then she like gets even. You're like, okay, that, 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 that. It, it's it's almost like is it it's too far? It. Is, right. is, is, is it too far? You know, but uh, it's definitely worth your time. I've heard that the ones from uh, I think Sweden, yeah, which is where the uh, the original author is from. I heard that 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 trilogy is really good as well um but i've just i never watched it or whatever and i was hoping that, that they would do more of, of this here in the states but it they, does not make money it, it made um duh, 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 i didn't write it down uh, it, it was an overall success i mean i mean like it, it, it was critically yeah. um talked about you know it, it, i know it, it was like it was very popular because of the books and stuff yeah like that. i mean like it made money i just i know that dinner craig was kind of a like a douchebag on, on set and stuff, whatever. So I don't know if that I've heard that affected it. things or whatever and stuff. I don't know. Uh, what's your number 13? Uh, my number 13 is Zodiac. Zodiac. Okay. Yes. Uh, of course we've already talked about David I, Fincher's I'm actually, all over I'm, this I'm shocked that it's not higher on your list. I mean, like I know that for a while, oh, there's a lot of David Fincher's yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but I will say Robert Downey Jr. Is like this, like he did, I think right before, uh, which we'll call, uh, Iron Man. Uh, it was actually after this. Oh, it was after. Okay, but I mean, so, so you know, if anything, I would say that he did this and then and then into Iron Man, and that's where like, his entire yeah. you know research. I mean, he was great. Yeah, I mean, um, my number twelve is Reservoir Dogs. You already okay. brought you know, yes. nineteen ninety two, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth. Um, and what's funny is, so I, I watched all the behind the scenes stuffs and stuff, whatever, and, and Quentin Tarantino had originally brought it out to Sundance and people had watched it and they told him like, Hey, like, you know, you need to put this in the, um, higher up categories because it's fucking amazing. And like, it'll win all these awards. And so he ended up putting it against all these, like, you know, high tier films that, that aren't Sundance and like, it didn't win shit. And it had a very limited release and it still, it, it made back his money. It, it didn't make a lot, but it was enough to, to, to then like he launched it, you know, hit his career and like Pulp Fiction and everything else. Um, I agree. It's, it's really great thriller. And what I love about it is most movies about a heist, that's the whole movie. It's them planning the heist, and yeah. and that is such an afterthought here that it's barely even shown. Yeah, they don't show the heist you know, really it's, at all. It's all about what happened afterwards, After. and you're trying to figure out what happened, who got fucked over, who's the rat, is there a rat, you know? And then you you this is the, the first of Quentin Tarantino's movies where you get like time you know order in terms of characters and like you know what's what's going on and stuff and everything and it's just you know it's great breaking down stuff and and all the character work is really good because it's almost like a play because it's for the most part it's all in like on that one, warehouse yeah it's you know if you hear the song stuck in the middle with you can you not think of this movie <laughs> very very true apparently they they wanted something else originally but it, the cost was going to be more than their budget or something or whatever and so that they, they they chose um not that song, but uh, when they're all walking out to oh, yeah. uh, a green bag or something, or whatever, it was supposed to have been like something else or whatever, but they couldn't afford it. But awesomely acted movie, fun script. Um, it's a little dated with how things are spoken and stuff or whatever. Um, but is it though? Because he's still saying the word. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, uh, my number 11, uh, unless you haven't done 12 yet. I did 12. Okay. My number 11 is a film um, that was one of my favorites in 2017, and that is Wind River, uh, directed by Taylor Sheridan, starring Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Um, it was unfortunately buried because this is when all the Weinstein stuff was coming out. And so they kind of it just got buried because people didn't want to, you know, support his you know company and stuff, whatever. But 
awesome, awesome movie. Uh, it'll also be on my criminal list. Um, Jeremy Renner plays a um, a police officer of sorts on Native American um, land like reservations. And the whole film is just, it's kind of just about how there's this insane amount of Native American women who are raped and murdered every year. And, and there's all these unsolved things because they don't care. And so uh, Jim Renner is, is, is a cop and that there's this, you know, investigation going on because they, they found a body and stuff and he's breaking it down. And Elizabeth Olsen works for the like FBI and she, she comes in to, to, to help them. They are both incredible in this. There's a great slow build to it um, with this climatic gunfight, Awesome stuff. Totally worth your time. It was on Netflix for a while. Um, and that was like well, one of my like top three films of that year or whatever. It's great. Yeah, I never even heard of that one. Uh, what number are we on? Uh, that was, no, uh, that was my number 11. Okay. Uh, so we're on 10. Uh, what was your 11? Uh, my number 11 was uh, Zodiac. Oh, okay. Heard. Okay. So, uh, so what was your you? number 12? Reservoir Dog. Okay. No, no, no. That was mine. Not 12. Yeah. Or maybe uh, no, fallen, fallen, fallen. Okay, heard. Okay, so you're at uh, number 10. 10, 10. Okay, okay, uh, we're in our top 10. Uh, this is 1993 movie, uh, True Romance. You actually just watched this, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's one of the things I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of forgot about it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Quentin Tarantino wrote it, Mm -hmm. uh, Christian Slater, I could Dennis Hopper. There's so many people (laughs) in this freaking movie, but it's a guy, and they he, you know. Tells his, uh, he meets a girl, she's a prostitute, they get married, he goes, tells his pimp, <laughs> her pimp that, you know what, she ain't gonna be a prostitute more, ends up killing him, I taking a whole bunch of coke. Oh, that's Gary Oldman. Gary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you think it's white boy day. <laughs> it's white boy day. <laughs> it's, it's, the movie's acted just beautifully. It's so funny. It's, it's such a fun, entertaining movie. It's thrilling, like, they take the money, they go, they're like, I got a friend in California who can sell it and mm. stuff like that, and we'll just get one big score, and we'll, and just all hell breaks loose, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it's written by you know Tarantino, but it has almost like a Shane Black feel to it as well. I can see that. Um, I mean, the dialogue's really spiffy it, it and is, stuff. And it that's is, but, Shane Black, but, too. but how it's set up and stuff, whatever, where it feels like authentic, which is which is a lot about why I like the like the you know way of the gun is that these people feel real. You know, they they aren't you know they're, they're all like like. Like like older and fat and stuff, you know. They're, they're, they're all models doing like martial arts on screen. Yeah, Christian you know? Slater is not like a handsome yeah. man in this. Well, I mean, his like, hair's he, all spiky. He's a big Elvis fan. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> all right. Uh, so my number ten will be a film that'll be on multiple my list. Uh, oh. That is 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing remake, uh, starring Kurt Russell, Wolver Brimley, Keith David, uh, which is now this cult classic. Everybody agrees this was one of the greatest horror movies of all time. It, it's it's now applauded for it, its amazing effects visually and stuff. Stuff and all the practical effects and the, and the story, but it was hated when it came out. It was um, lambasted. It was people talked about how it was a. I mean, all remakes are hated when they come out. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It, it was attacked because people thought that it was all about gore and effects and stuff, and it had like a really nihilistic, terrible plot. It wasn't fun, but it didn't help that it came out a week after ET, and it was like you know everybody was loving Aliens because like oh fucking ET, and it's like oh, this is like the entire opposite or whatever. Um, and I I love this film. I, I'm not gonna get too much into it or whatever um it, you're gonna hear about it over a lot and over yeah and over. but it has uh obviously it has a great thriller effect because the scene with the blood and everything is just great it's great still and, and i remember like i watched it when i was like 25 for the first time and i fucking jumped i was like oh shit like i was just not <laughs> i was not expecting it. it was great but you know there's this this 
purposeful, you don't know who is infected feel, and it keeps you on your toes nonstop. And every time that character leaves the room, you're just like, oh no. You know, it's, I, I love all that, you know, cheering for, for, for Kurt Russell's great. Um, of course, Kurt Russell. He's the actor probably most on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine in our top nine here, folks. Uh, mine is a film. It's probably it's my favorite film by Michael Mann, um, and that is 2004's Collateral. Um, it's kind of been lost over in time as well. I think it's an incredible film, um, starring Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise. It made 220 million dollars, and it had two Oscar nominations. Uh, for people who have not heard of this, um, Jamie Foxx is a a cab driver yeah. at night. He um, picks up. Tom Cruise, who turns out to be this hitman, and he's in town for one night to do four hits, and he he tells Jimmy Fox basically like if you drive him to all these hits, I forget how much he offers him or whatever. And originally hoping that he he was like you can drive him around um, because he acts. Oh, at first like he doesn't know. Well, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. At, at first he tells him I, I have four stops and I'll pay like 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 five hundred bucks per stop or something or whatever. Unfortunately, the first stop, the, the uh, person runs and he pushes him over the over, over the thing and it lands on its cab or whatever. And, and so then he's like has to like and he's in, being held hostage and stuff, whatever. But it's just super intense because the entire time Jamie Fox is trying to like outsmart him and stuff and trying to like figure out how can I escape, how can I save these people, whatever. And like and Tom Cruise has this you know this whole you know life morality and stuff or whatever and everything and just it all, it, it, it's just so strong and then i think mark ruffalo is also in it as like a cop or whatever and stuff and you know it's just uh it's really intense and, and there's there's this incredible nightclub scene because one of the it, basically he's trying to take out these these like um witnesses or something or whatever and he goes into this club and he's like doing all this like it, it was before john wick and he's doing all this like awesome gunplay in this like uh, you know filled up nightclub. He's murdering people during like a loud song. It's, oh, it's so fucking. Intense. And they just ripped that off, played. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that was like number twenty six on my list. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, like I thought of another movie that got yeah. moved down. Um, oh, because the, the chick's naked, of course, right? Of course, yes. <laughs> What's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is nineteen ninety four. John DeBont. Speed. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Keanu Reeves making another appearance. Uh, <laughs> this movie, I, I remember to see it in theaters and stuff, and like, it just it takes you on this thrill ride because the bus can't go over fifty miles an hour and stuff, and like, like obstacles just keep happening. You just you go on this roller coaster when yeah. you watch this movie, and it's so much fun. Sandra Bullock, it got her her big break. Keanu Reeves was great. Jeff Daniels. And it's just a lot of fun. It's you know it's about a cop. He gets on a bus. There's a bomb on the bus. The bus can't go under fifty miles an hour, so they just have to keep going. Yeah. Traffic jumps. I mean, <laughs> the it, fucking jump is so funny. So, but it, it's just, it just so launches much fun. somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. Like he's got like someone gets shot on the bus, so they have to get him off the bus. Like it's yeah. just so much stuff just keeps happening. It's just a there's great, a great cheesy th- thrill ride. My uh, favorite scene is when he has to get on the bus, and so he has to like ride. The, the little cart underneath and, and he comes in underneath the bus and stuff or whatever and that's how they, they get the one person you know off the yeah. bus and everything and yeah I, I, I like the scene when he calls her wildcat and, and, and like slowly figures it out you know it's like oh he could see all, us all, all, all that stuff is great he yeah. could see yeah he could see us yeah Dennis I mean, hopper's great yeah the villain and stuff uh my number eight um i actually added last because i was like fuck it like i love this movie it's going on my list and then i was like you know what it's going on my top 10 uh and that is mad max fury road um okay. originally i was just, i was like no it's you know it's more action but then i was like man it's 
it's very much a thriller. Like it, the, it, the, it, it, it's both. a chase. The, in, both. the entire film is them trying to gain freedom, you know, and everything. And uh, uh, it came out in 2015, directed by George Miller, starring uh, Tom Hardy, Charlie Theron. It made $415 million. It had 10 Oscar nominations. It won six. And it was so cool because it came out in a time where CG was really becoming the the, the mainstay. And George Miller, his older director, was like, fuck that. I'm doing, I'm doing practical effects. I'm, I'm doing it my way, you know. And, and he was able to like talk him into it, and it just showed that, which I think is why the, the new Top Gun has been so big. Is that like it feels love like a real movie? I mean, and, it's lucky that their actor decided after doing Top Gun to take spend the next twenty years of his life learning how to fly a plane so well <laughs> that he could actually and, do it. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, this feels like like a Hollywood film. The 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 practical effects of all the vehicles and the chases and stuff, and just all the stunt work. Is so fucking cool, man, and like Charlize Theron, you know, she, she she was in my top top action heroes of all time, you know, list and stuff. I, I love Furiosa. Um, I hate that her and Tom Hardy hated each other um, because that they're doing a, a two more one where Anna Taylor Joy's playing her as a prequel character, yeah. and then they're doing another um, Mad Max film. But I don't know if it's gonna be Tom Hardy now. And and both of them have talked that they that they that their egos were a little too much at the time and that they wish that they had acted differently and stuff. But basically Tom Hardy was, was really annoying on set where he, he wouldn't show up on time and would wait like hours. And so that they would be out in, in, in this hot ass desert waiting for him to fucking show up. And he'd come like two hours late because he told him that like, you know, he wouldn't be there at like eight in the morning and get there at like 11 and charge her on like he fucking blew up on him. And he got in her face and was like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And she was like, uh, nothing. And so there was just like really tenseness after that and everything, you know. So anyways, uh, but just as a film, I fucking love it. Um, there's just so little in the script for plot in terms of like, you know, exposition and stuff. But it's just not needed, you know, because like, like everything you need to know is what's going on. And just you you get the severity of, of, of everything going on. And just it's beautifully shot i love the, the soundtrack is fucking incredible the guy playing guitar on the yeah so um I, I i and and that's all real like yeah, they, yeah. they 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 built him a whole fucking guitar and a rig and he said it was, it was like 80 pounds or something or whatever and that like it was he actually hurt his back and so like like the, the scene where he it wrecks and he goes flying forward and comes back like he got hurt there but it was such a great cut they they, 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 they left it in or whatever uh yeah awesome movie though uh what is your number eight Album number eight is 1986, James Cameron, Aliens. Oh, okay. Uh, Scorning Reaver. Uh, I thought about doing the first one because that's a thriller, too, and stuff. I just like the second one so much more. Okay. I don't know. I, but, you know, they go to the island. There's aliens everywhere. And there's just number of scenes where, where are the aliens? What are they doing? And you just you have this intense feeling, and you hear the beep. Beep, beep, yeah. beep, and they're underneath them, and it's just such a fun roller coaster. I thought, I thought for a second, you, 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 you I said, Alien, Alien, David Fincher, Fincher, Alien David 3. Fincher, Aliens 3. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, Aliens is on my action, it's on my horror, um, probably sci fi as well. See, like, I don't think Aliens is going to make my horror. Really? Okay. Just because I. I don't find it scary, but I find it thrilling, and that's why I made, it made this list. So for me, I mean, it's weird to talk about it in that in that fashion right now because we're putting on on horror. But to me, the the fact that 
you go into it with these bravado soldiers that are you know, muscled up and they got these big ass guns and they're and they're just oh it's a fucking bug hunt let's do it and they get so emasculated and destroyed um being being so pompous and everything is, is what's scary is because like you know in most action films you think that these guys are the heroes and they get completely wiped yeah, out you know it's a movie and you know only scored reavers the one leaving out okay <laughs> yeah yeah so uh what's your number seven uh, my number seven okay this is gonna be a little controversial oh probably. no <laughs> Uh, it's a 2002 Joel Schumacher movie. Okay. Bone Booth. Oh, you love this movie. I love this Fuck movie. You. I love this movie. I love this movie. It is simple. It almost could be like a play. It takes place, you know, just one yeah. street, a guy in a phone booth, a gun on him. And it's <laughs> Colin just, Farrell. Yeah. And it's, I love Colin Farrell. I, I, I think he's a great actor. And uh, what's his name? Kiefer Sutherland's the guy, the voice on the phone and stuff. And he just makes them. It's like very to me. I think it's very Alfred Hitchcock like. Okay. And it's just you know he's like trying to do everything to survive. He's not really a great person. He you don't like him. And the more he's on the phone, the more you find out all this crappy stuff he does. And yeah. He wears like kind of cheap suits and stuff. Like he's just a scumbag kind of a person. But I don't know. It's just it's just a great story of this guy stuck with a gun on him, saying if he leaves the phone booth, he's going to get shot. Gotcha. It's, if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, my number seven is my only foreign-based film, um, one that I'm sure you have not seen. Uh, that's 2003's Old Boy, uh, directed by uh, Park Chan-wook, uh, starring uh, Choi Min-seek. Um, this is a, a Korean film. This was the second in... Did they remake that? Uh, Spike Lee redid. Okay, that's right. Oh, oh my God. It's so, it's so bad. No, it's, it's <laughs> awful. Uh, th- this was the second film in the Vengeance trilogy by uh, Park Chan-wook, um, which is also Lady Vengeance and... Vintage for Blood. I, I forget what 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 the first one was. Uh, this is visceral. Um, it is intense. It is um, a great revenge story um, through and through. The, the bad guy wins in this, so you, you would like this probably, whatever. But the yeah. uh, basis of the movie is this this guy who's kind of a fucking drunk. He's you know he's not a good dad. Um, he gets kidnapped and he gets he gets trapped in this room for like I think it's like. 15 years or something or whatever and he's fed the exact same thing every day and he, he's given the same fucking haircut every like you know couple weeks or whatever and he has like one channel uh, to watch for fucking 15 years and so so after a while you know you know he starts fucking training and he starts like you know working out and he starts getting fucking and he loses all this weight and he fucking you know he, he's boxing on the walls and stuff and then one day he wakes up and he's not in the room anymore and um, he gets this call, and it's like you know you should be asking why you were let out. And so he begins this this uh, revenge of trying to figure out who fucking found him and stuff, whatever. And so he goes through all these things. It has one of the greatest action sequences that there's this um, hallway one take, and he has like a hammer, and he's versus like 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 ten or twelve guys, and it's such a real feel of how a guy with a weapon would, would take on these people it, it, that they're not you know as in good shape you know and so he's getting he's getting beat up and stabbed and stuff but but he's slowly taking people out and everything and i don't want to ruin the plot because it's so man the fucking revenge is insane it's like it'll you you're either you get it and you're like wow that's that's evil or or you're like this is fucking disgusting you know it's 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 one or the other um and it's just it's been heralded ever since it came out as being this incredible like you know tale of of like revenge and stuff or whatever uh, it's great. It's fucking super intense. I would tell you to watch it and check it out. Um, it's it's definitely worth your time. So the Spike Lee will watch that. One. Oh man, it's so good. <laughs> you know, 
Oh, it's like, I, I, oh God, I don't even bring that up at all, whatever. But um, Old Boy, 2003, is fucking great. Uh, my number six is a film that I don't know if, if you like too much. Uh, it came out in 2011, um, directed by Nicholas Winning Refn. It's called Drive. Um, I have not seen Drive. Starring Ryan Gosling, Carrie Mulligan, Brian Cranston's in it. Uh, it had a pretty good run. It made like $80 million. It was uh, critically well-received. Um, and it's Ryan Gosling says that it was, he felt like this was his film where he plays almost like a comic book hero. And so because of that, he doesn't want to ever do anything in that realm, probably too late. Um, and, uh, but it's, he plays this, he's, uh, a stunt man who too is like a driver. And, um, and when he's not doing films, he, he's doing jobs of him. So like it opens with him, uh, you know, picking up the, these two people and he's, you know, he's got everything mapped out and he's like driving like, you know, in this, it's just, just very meticulous path in traffic to like lose the cops and stuff. And it's just this really slow burn. It's got this fucking great um, soundtrack. This, this like synth pop soundtrack and stuff. And um, he, his neighbors um, end up needing help uh, with some bullshit and they ask him to help out. He ends up getting like double crossed the chick's husband ends up getting killed who's played by uh, Oscar Isaac actually and stuff or whatever and so you know he gets caught up but what's great is that he doesn't really talk you know he's got like these like social issues and so a lot of his things are just very um, emotionally acted out with this really strong fucking like physical demeanor and he's fucking mean as shit you know like, like there's not a lot of action sequences in it but the ones that are are really mean and like you know he's just fucking stomps a guy out like an elevator and stuff you know and, and so that was one of the things that people thought the action was like a little too brutal but a, a lot of it is just really great just curious is the driving like in the moving stuff would you say it's closer to like baby driver yes okay yeah it's it, it's super practical old school like you know, death proof and stuff or whatever yeah. um or the the um uh, is there Nas in it? Stuff. What, do what? Is there Nas in it? <laughs> there's, no, there's no Nas or whatever. Oh, okay. Very, very fun film. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so you should I, watch I've that. always wanted to watch it, but I just always forget about that movie. Uh, what, what's your number six? My number six is 1996. Uh, uh, another Gregory Hoplet film. Okay. And that is Primal Fear. Oh, dude, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, Edward Norton, uh, Richard Gere. Edward Norton uh, is an altar boy, mm -hmm. gets accused of murder. Richard Gere is kind of this hotshot lawyer, wants to take the case pro bono because he likes the fame because yeah. the guy killed like the cardinal yeah. and stuff. And uh, he kind of finds out that Edward Norton's character, like he's this like kind of like has this childlike innocence he's like has a stutter and stuff and then yeah. you find out that like he's got this really asshole side split personality and stuff and it's just done really well and like he ends up like trying to prove to the court that like hey he's got a split personality like he's insane we need to take him to a same asylum yeah and then of course spoilers the movie came out in 94 so or was it 90 yeah 96 so if you haven't seen it too bad <laughs> uh, you find out that he was playing the whole time yeah there is no alterable or, yeah. or like he's not there is no nice guy he's only a only asshole yeah <laughs> and it's it's so good I, i've seen that in a very long time uh my number five is a film that you already talked about and that is 2006's the departed um, this is probably my favorite Martin Scorsese movie, which is probably like a hot take. I mean, like, like I mean, it's probably top it, four. It, I mean, like, I, I feel like nobody who's a Scorsese fan thinks it's his best film, but like, I 
I mean, like a Goodfellas is probably like his favorite or something. Or I mean, I would probably have like it him. fourth. I would probably have fourth. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I mean, what like you like fucking Cena probably more. I like Cena. I like Wolf of Wall Street. I like oh, Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Um, yeah. So I mean, like you already talked about it. It has a uh, huge cast. It made two hundred ninety-one million. It did win Best Picture. Um, it, it won four Oscars actually in general. Um, and you know, you you kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh, it's it, it's very intense. It's it's, it's, very it's intense. Uh, all the moments with Leonardo DiCaprio undercover. You can't catch your breath because you know you're so scared of him getting caught. You know, you know him going to therapy and freaking out and having like a breakdown. You know, and telling her to go fuck herself. You know, because she's not finding him serious. Um, him, him wanting out all the time, and Martin Sheen just keeps keeps fucking pushing him and stuff. You know, uh, all that's great. Um, the fact that Jack Nicholson is, is, is he himself is a fucking rat. You know, it's fucking great. You know, yeah. um, everyone dies at the end. <laughs> oh my god! It was when when Martin Sheen died. I was like, what just happened? I, I didn't think that that was going to happen. I was I was like, oh my god! It, it was very like Game of Thrones Red Wedding. I was like, whoa, what? Because like you know he, he's a cop. I didn't think that they would touch him. You know whatever and stuff. They just throw my fucking building. Uh, and then when, when Leo dies, I was like, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, how, it, there's like an episode of South Park. I always yeah. remind me of it where it's like the cops like it has like a double cross like that and, and came out before the departed and like the cops ended up like shooting each other and like finding the last, last cop was like oh everyone knows but only one person left knows and he like shoots himself <laughs> like and like everyone died and like then i saw the departed and I was yeah like, they just took that south park episode and rolled uh it. what's your number five i'm a number five is a movie you've already talked about okay. 1960 Psycho? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. Psycho? Yep. It's 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 uh, phenomenal. Do you, do you have anything else to add to it? I just like I don't know the movies. It's I don't know. It's so the music in it I don't, helps the movie so much. Yeah, that it like it's almost its own character in the movie. The soundtrack's amazing. Uh, what's your number four? Um, number four is another movie you've already talked about. Oh. 2014's Gone Girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love this movie because it just shows women are fucking <laughs> crazy. Okay. I was never more scared of my wife after watching this movie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, it's, I sleep next to her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like he, he seemed like a good guy in the movie, Ben Affleck. And then, of course, he like they had to make him an asshole. To kind of justify her doing what she does a little bit. Yeah. He, he uh, cheats on her with the, uh, what's her name? Like, it's some model that's super, I super forget. famous. I She's forget. incredibly beautiful. Uh, but, uh, and then you see her side of the story. And because, like, half the time, you're like, what happened to her? Yeah. And then you find out she just left. Yeah. And she planned this whole thing to get him. I mean, it's. It's so good. Very intense. Uh, my number four is another David Fincher movie. It's my last one. It's your um, last one? For, for yeah, like three left. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, 1995's uh, Seven, um, starring uh, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Uh, you know, it made over $327 million. Uh, Kevin Spacey's also in this. Um, and I, I just, man, the first time I saw it, like, like David Fincher speaks in a way that has this grittiness to him. Um, where you know everything feels lived in, everything feels dangerous. Uh, you know, there's intelligence in, in weird w- ways. You know, I, I love all the cat and mouse. I, I love how he's able to embody that in his scripts and how they're shot. You know, and everything. Um, he you know he, he gets a lot of character out of his actors and stuff or whatever. I love all that, and, and there's so much of that is here. Um, I, this might have been the first movie I saw with Morgan Freeman, and I, I, I just thought he was so fucking cool. You know, his you know Somerset. 
you know, he's got just like this really cool, you know, fucking demeanor. You know, he's about to be like retired. He was just like really top notch, you know, you know, fucking detective at one point. And Brad Pitt is this new, like, you know, blowhard wants to be like, you know, you know, cool and stuff, whatever, you know. And, and he's really just latching on to like Freeman's intelligence and, and trying to like think that he's also, you know, in the game. He's really not or whatever. Yeah, like he, like he's really like, uh, what's the name? Uh, What's the guy, uh, Somerset, whatever. Uh, yeah. Like, he reads the books, and then, like, Brad Pitt's character's reading Cliff Notes. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, there's, he's trying to keep up and be a good detective, but, like, and he, he's, like, trying to be, like, I guess, because he's the new guy, he's like, hey, you know, he's, like, trying to take charge and stuff. But yeah. Somerset's like, we just have to chill out. Yeah. We're going to figure this out. And, and I don't know. It's, it's done great. It just, it, and, then, and then you get to the end, and it has the course now. It's just, you know, what's in the box? You know, oh, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, but it has this, this moment the of. The bad guy wins. Yeah, the bad guy <laughs> wins, even though, you know, you know, like, you know, he kills him, but like, you know, it's just this feeling of you're, you're left with, what would you do? You know, yeah. and, and I, I love, I love when, when movies and directors are able to give you that, that feeling of, of extra leaving and, and where it, it, it hits you, you know, in, in your mind and like in your heart and stuff. And it makes you, it lasts with you and stuff. And, and, and this film, just great like that kevin spacey was great in this he's hardly in the movie he plays yeah. john doe and like the whole car ride of him and yeah. morgan freeman brad pitt's just great and he's just talking about how like what i've done is going to be studied for years and stuff yeah and, where and, and it's and it's morgan freeman's trying to like slowly unravel him while brad pitt is so excited and he thinks that they won and stuff and he's just talking yeah. shit to him and stuff and like you know i i love spacey's line of like oh well what was your great piece of evidence to come get me before i walked into the police station and gave myself up <laughs> just great uh what's your number four uh, I'm on three. Oh, I'm sorry. Which uh, my number three is 1991, Jonathan Dim's Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Uh, of course. Um, what's her name? Uh, Jodie Foster. Yes, thank you. Jodie Foster plays detective. There's a case. Uh, what do you call it? A serial killer. So she goes. They uh, Hannibal Lecter. She goes to him and like tries to find out clues. Maybe by talking to him, one serial mm-hmm. serial killer. We can find out the other, like find the other guy, and it's just this count and mouse between Hannibal Lecter and Jodie Foster's character. Uh, can't remember her name. Uh, Clarice. But, Clarice, thank you, <laughs> Clarice. And it's just it's so thrilling to watch them just have their little cat and mouse, and they're trying to find what is it like Butch something Bob, whatever. <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo Bob, thank you. And that dude is off the rails, yeah. doing his crazy thing, and I don't know. It's just so much fun to watch. Like Hannibal Lecter's character is one of the greatest villains of all time, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't know it's thrilling to watch the movie. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later because it's it's higher on my list. Oh, it's higher. Uh, my number three is a film from 2017 directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, that is Get Out, um, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Allison Williams. Uh, it actually won the Oscar for best screenplay, um, and this was Jordan Peele's directorial debut. Nobody really knew what it was going to be about, you know, based on on uh, trailers and stuff. And he, he came from such a comedic background that I think it was. I really thought he was just going to be do comedies. And maybe it, it's funny in certain bits and stuff. Um, but the social uh, speaking points are very strong here. Um, there's so many really creative shots for like when when identically D- his character gets you know hypnotized and he falls back and he's like he's falling down this like hole and he can like slowly see, you know, himself losing himself and like all that stuff. And there's just so much in it that is just thrilling and scary. And, you know, uh, just, 
it's great. I, I really enjoyed it. I've watched it a bunch since it's come out. Um, and I don't know, man. Uh, I, I think hopefully he's he's able to stay on his path and he keeps things going and stuff, whatever. But um, uh, yeah, here's my three on my list. It's good. It's a good movie. Uh, my number two is 1995-7. We've already just talked about okay. it. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's one, I had it number one oh. until I found out oh. another movie oh. is a thriller. And I was like, well, that's definitely <laughs> number one. So. My number two is uh, Misery. Came out in 1990, directed by Rob Reiner, uh, directed by, I'm sorry, directed by Rob Reiner, starring Kathy Bates, James Caan. Um, she actually won Best Actress for this. Um, I, I love this. Uh, it's uh, it's one of the only King adaptations that I think is is great. Um, you know, it doesn't have a lot. That, that's that are, a very simple story. Um, and I this entire thing. It, what's what's great is that it speaks so much now um, about toxic fandom and stuff, or whatever. And that it, it goes more so in the book about and, and King w- w- was talking a lot because you know. James Conn's is Arthur, who's writing these, you know, novels about about this character named, you know, Fumerjiri, and um, he's he's bored with it. You know, he's tired of doing it, and, and he wants to do something new. And that was kind of King. King was tired of being shoe, shoehorned into just doing horror, and um, his fans wouldn't wouldn't let him do anything else. And so, you know, which is why he he did the whole hiding who he was as. Richard Bachman and stuff, so, so he could start writing stuff to see if if he was actually good or people just bought his shit because you know of his name or whatever, and so and, and then he got this this whole thing where um, fans were getting mad about him writing stories and stuff, and he felt that they thought that they had ownership over over his stories and his characters and stuff, and, and, and so Misery very much is about that. It's about Kathy Bates, who. Is, is one of the first toxic people uh, fandom-wise, and she thinks that he's not allowed to kill off Misery because it, it's her character. And so, you know, and so he forces her to write a whole new book about her coming back and stuff or whatever, things like that and everything. But it's just, it, it's also a cat and mouse of James Caan. Um, you know, he, she, she gets him addicted to drugs um, to to keep him, you know, very like in need of her and everything. And he's trying to like figure out ways to escape and stuff and everything else. And it's just so fucking good. Um, and it's just very exciting the, the entire time. Uh, what is your number one? Um, my number one is David Fincher, 1999, okay. Fight Club. Oh, okay. Uh, we've talked about the movie uh, before. We're gonna. T- I'm gonna probably have this on my list. <laughs> like if I can fit it somehow into a western, I'm trying to. But uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. It's just they're amazing. It's uh, Edward Norton is like this kind of nobody guy, has a regular job. Has no like actually passion in his life. Yeah, uh, ends up going to these like therapy sessions for diseases and stuff, and he actually meets these people that like, you know, like in his words, are saying like they're actually paying attention to him and listening to him. They're not yeah. just sitting there waiting for his their turn to talk. And out of that, he meets a guy named Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt, yep. who's pretty much the coolest guy still like everybody wants he's, to be. he's everything that that he thinks that he wants to be and him and anyone who watches the movie every guy wants to be tired <laughs> well i mean I, I mean like he talks about it you know yeah. like, like like he he looks how how he thinks he's supposed to look he, he has sex how he thinks he's supposed to have sex you know yeah everything you know whatever uh i didn't this would be on probably one of my other lists um this was more mystery to me it's, than, it does have mystery, than, but it's, and then thriller to me um but you know like yeah. like me, like just, list. I don't know. I just love it, and you find out. Of course, only it's nineteen ninety. It's twenty three years ago. So spoilers. spoilers. He has a split personality. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's so much fun watching. And like, 
You and are like, firing a gun <laughs> at your glitzman, at your imaginary friend. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, I, one thing I love about the movie is like some of these movies, like The Sixth Sense, like a lot of people love that as a thriller. Yeah. And that's like a one and done for me. Like I've seen it yeah. and like I can't even rewatch it. Like I've tried to, but it's just, I find it not as good. It's a little boring and I already know like the ending. This, every time I see it, I notice new things. Yeah, it's fair. And it's just, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, my number one is one that, that you already said, and that is Silent of the Lambs, um, you know, directed by uh, Jonathan Demi, I guess. Yeah, and, Demi. Uh, starring, you know, Anthony Hopkins, Jake Foster. Demi. <laughs> it won all five major Oscars, including. Including Best Picture, uh, which is, it's the only horror movie to, to ever do that. Um, and I agree. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, it, it, man, it, there, there's just so much to it. it. You know, like, like I mean, just not even the basic, you know, cat and mouse, as you were saying, with, with Anthony Hopkins and Judy Foster. There's just a lot about, you know, Clarice. Um, I think her last name is Clarice Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. Or, or like Stalwart. I don't, it's it's one of those. Um, just just her being a female in the FBI oh, yeah. is also like a really big story point as well in terms of how she's having to prove herself further, do 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 more. There, there, there's all these scenes of her the, as the only woman in the room, and she's having to take charge, and, and the direction is purposefully angled to make them look down on her and stuff, you know? And, and so, so, so there's all these little things like that, and, and all that's really great. Um, you know, it, it's incredibly paced. Um, you know, Buffalo Bill, you know, is... This disgusting. Yeah, put the lotion, lotion in, in the, the basket. basket. You know, there's. I, I love at the end when she they they think that they've that they, they, they found out where he is, and she's just going up on this random, you know, this random piece of like info that that she thinks might matter, and and you get these two great sequences of all the FBI about to hit a house and raid it. And then there's this door opening up, and it's her, and 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 she's at the guy's house, and they're at like another fucking house, whatever. And just it's, oh, it's just done so well. Um, and then like she's like slowly like figuring now, oh shit, you know, I'm in the fucking killer's house or whatever. All that stuff is great, you know. It's super fucking intense. A little extra creepy factor, maybe I don't know for you, but for me was is like in the movie they like transport Hannibal Lecter oh, to, to Memphis, Memphis. Yeah. and I'm like, like when I was watching, I was like, oh shit, man. <laughs> I, I forget who was originally um, that they didn't want Anthony Hopkins originally, and um, you know he, he ended up winning fucking Best Actor yeah. stuff, but like you know, but I, I forget who originally that they wanted, but like he ended up getting it and he just fucking crushed it. Uh, did you like Hannibal? Uh, not not so much. What about Red Dragon? I um, like Red Dragon. It's, Red it's, Dragon, it's okay. I like it's it's very much done very similar. To, yeah, it's like the same story. It's he's talking. Well, well, I mean, that one that was the actual first book. Yeah, and and, and it's when um uh he's still a doctor and stuff. Yeah. Now the, the show Hannibal's great with uh Mads Mickelson and everything. Yeah. yeah that, that's really good. Uh, but yeah, no. So so my top one is Santa Lambs. Um, I remember watching it and I was like, this is fucking great. And, and like I don't, like I don't know why I waited so long to watch it. And I remember years ago, me and your brother arguing over if it's a horror movie or not. And at that point, I was like, I don't think it's a horror movie. But 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 now, ten years later, I'm like I'm like I. I, I Kind of agree. I mean, I, if he I listens listen to this, he's be like, "I told you, bitch." Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I love that. I was like, "This one's gonna be shorter, guys." Fooled you, thriller. It was longer. All we right. got you. What a thriller! Uh, how many Nolan and David Fincher films oh, did you uh, have? Uh, my there. I'll count mine up real quick uh, as you're getting out your your notes here. I've got one with seven. I've got wow, only one David Fincher in my top ten. That's crazy. Um, Let's see, it's Carpenter, Sheridan, Tarantino. Uh, two with Girl with the Dragon, two, two, and then three with Gone Girl, 
four with Zodiac. I've got uh, five with the Prestige, six with Memento, seven with the way of the. I'm sorry, no, seven with um, Inception. So I, I have seven by myself. I have six. So 13. So, all right, yeah. It was the over. It was the over, man. It was the, oh, I mean, we had the same movie. I know. That's why, that's why I put it in 10. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Awesome, guys. Uh, so, um, yeah, my number one, Santa Lambs. I'm not going to go through my whole list because, you know, you guys just fucking just listen, listen to it. Yeah. There's no point. Uh, what do you want to do next? What uh, what list would you like to do? Mm. Not Westerns. <laughs> yeah. Chase is going to have a bad time with Westerns. I wanna, I'm going to have a top 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, uh, gonna let, we're just going to let Andrew just tell me about Westerns. And, and, and then he'll he'll add them on his list. Oh, okay, okay. And number good. ten, city slickers. <laughs> Chase is going to have every um, Sergio Leone movie on. There. He's, he's, I got the good, bad, the ugly. <laughs> Fits full of dollars, few dollars I, I, more. I haven't seen any of those. That's why <laughs> he's going to add them. That's all. Fucking movie. I don't fucking know. So the, like, I have a problem with westerns though. Like, a, I hate Clint Eastwood. So that takes out like half westerns. Well, right there's there. John Wayne. I don't care about him. Have you seen True Grit? Haven't you? No, you haven't seen, and not even the like remake. No, man, I haven't seen. There's like tons, like like there would be blood, whatever. Like never seen that. Um, I haven't seen that one either. I, I think that's Western kind of ish, yeah. or it's at, it's at that time. Yeah, and then there's what's the one? Uh, what's the one with the guy that has like the weird? I can't remember. Whatever. Uh, the hook hand. What's the no? He, he has like a. It's like a gun, but it like pushes air or something. That's not a Western. Though. What That's, is that? Um, no Country for Old Men. Like people consider that Western-ish. I mean, it's shot like a Western, but it's yeah. set in like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. City Slickers is set in 1992. Uh, okay. uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do like drama next or something. You know, or drama's gonna be tough. A comedy. I don't Fight know. Club will be on there. <laughs> Right. Number one spoilers. Oh, also, uh, if you're listening, you also start watching the show uh, Flashman is in Trouble. It's on uh, Hulu, um, starring Jesse Eisenberg. It's awesome. Uh, I binged it all. If you're, I make you sad. It's great. <laughs> It'll make you sad. <laughs> all right, guys. Until next time. See ya. <laughs>